Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra. I'm your host. You know the deal. Anyways, it is Mother's Day. Well, actually, it's the day before Mother's Day, but since this takes all fucking day to upload to YouTube, it'll be Mother's Day by time you guys get around to watching it. So happy birthing person's day or happy you pushed a human being out of your pussy day. I don't know what it's called anymore. Anyways, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is still going on. And I listen, do you think that Johnny Depp is really a monster or Amber is DSM five crazy? I mean, listen, I think they're both crazy, but after watching her on the stand, I definitely do not think she is a domestic domestic abuse survivor at all. Anyways, but I did find it fascinating when they when she was talking about how they went on vacation to what is called Hicksville. It is in Joshua Tree, California, and it's this high-end trailer park that you can go to and you rent the whole entire thing out and you can do whatever. You get high, take shrooms, Molly, you know. Anyway, so she was talking about that. And it's rich people going to pretend they're white trash for a weekend with their Molly and their shrooms. And I'm sorry, but white trash people don't pop MDMA and champagne bottles by the campfire. They're poor. They just take whatever is underneath the kitchen sink. They don't care. You know, just whatever keeps them from thinking about the fetus they're carrying that they can't afford anymore. What? It's true. Anyone who has money, they can just go to another state to have an abortion. But if you're poor, you're on your own. Listen, I just don't think going and taking Molly and shrooms for the weekend and some high-end trailer park resort in the Mojave Desert is some inspirational retreat for rich artistic people to get back in touch with their, I don't know, human experience. Having a back alley abortion is. Seriously, I mean, that's the stuff that blue states don't have to worry about, you know? They get lab-grown weed and they get unlimited abortions. So personally for me, I think life begins when you can wipe your own ass. I do, and I'm going to tell you why. Did you know that there is a baby formula shortage right now in the country? And I don't mean some little shortage. 40% of the baby formula is missing from the damn shelves. Not only that, but I was reading about that, and I just think it is so funny that they don't, you know, talk about that crap on the news, I guess. I don't know why they don't, but it seems like a big problem when the babies don't have formula to drink. But anyways... When I was reading about it, I also discovered that, and this is according to the USDA, so this is a government statistic. I'm not just throwing this out there or anything, but 57 to 68% of all baby formula is paid for using WIC. It's that, um, I know it's a government subsidy program for mothers. Anyways, but over half per, over half the babies in this country require government assistance to seek a baby formula? Doesn't that seem like a problem? I mean, it just gets more expensive when the little shits get older. 
I mean, I'm just, listen, I'm just saying it seems like abortion might be the least of this country's problems. I just think that maybe we should be able to figure out how to feed the babies that are here before we flood the system with more WIC babies. That's all I'm saying. And has anyone been to Baltimore recently? I mean, I haven't been to Baltimore, but I was reading about Baltimore and the kids can't read. I'm not making this up. There's a high school in Baltimore where 77% of the kids read at an elementary school level. Not only that, but if you were to take all the GPAs of the high school students, over 40% of the students in Baltimore City public schools have a GPA below a one. That just means you didn't show up. I mean, how do you get a below a one? That, that literally means you did not go to school. So, of course, the parents in Baltimore are suing the school district, which, yeah, partly it is partly the school district's fault if all the kids can't read. But come on now. If you have a student in high school and they're graduating and they can't read, that's your fault. I mean, listen, so I'm. This is this is my opinion on it. If you are a pregnant woman or birthing person, whatever the fuck they are now, and you can't read, you should be allowed to get one of those third trimester abortions. I mean, not only that, but the state should pay you a $500 rebate check. They should just mail it to you. Actually, you know what? They don't even need to mail it to you because you can't read, so you can't fill out the envelope. Just give it to you right on the spot. I mean, if you can't read, how the hell are you going to fill out your kid's birth certificate? Is that what Trump meant when he said Kofifi? Listen, I'm sorry, but come on. We have bigger fish to fry in this country. We have an 8% inflation rate. There's a baby formula shortage. Half the kids can't read, and we don't talk about any of this. Oh, but we got to save the fetuses. Fuck the fetuses. And their fetuses, fetuses, fetuses. I mean, there's too many fetuses on the planet. And most of them grow up to be assholes anyway. They drive cars. I mean, hell, have you tried making a left turn recently? I mean, it is easier to buy a gun in this country than it is to make a damn left turn. And everyone wants to know why there's so many mass shootings. Maybe they just wanted to make a left turn. I mean, could you imagine what this country would be like without abortion? It would be filled with criminals. I mean, hell, there's a pregnant lady right now aborting a future little Jeffrey Dahmer. Just saying. I mean, sometimes you have to thin the herd before they start eating each other. Seriously, save the bees, fuck the fetuses. That's my motto for 2022. I mean, come on. Women can be serial killers, too. Welcome to all quality dickwads. And listen, I understand that some people believe that life begins at conception. And that's fine. If you believe that, then I think mothers should be allowed to murder their unborn babies so we can use the stem cells and anti-aging cream. What do I want for Mother's Day? I want aborted stem cells on my face. I do. Either that or I want some pussy tightening cream. Seriously, come on, Pfizer. What are you doing? Where is my pussy tightening cream? If I live in a red state, so if they repeal Roe v. Wade... Listen, I better get some pussy tightening cream or I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to burn the state house down. No, that's not a threat. I'm joking. I know they take that stuff seriously now. But seriously, I mean, have you, when you turn on the news or doesn't matter, watch any type of TV, all the commercials are for insulin, 
dental implants, and dick pills. I mean, who's ba banging diabetic old men with no teeth? And why is a bunch of dirty old men's geriatric erections more important than my reproductive rights? I mean, hell, they're not supporting the economy. They're not even fucking. They're just sitting at home, popping free dick pills all day, jacking off to whatever blonde bimbos on Fox News. I mean, if I'm going to be forced to drive to another state to have an abortion, then Grandpa can imagine Betty White popping her pussy on his dick if he wants to get an erection. Just saying. Let's cut Medicare and make America great again. Seriously, pussy cream. I want pussy cream. Tightening pussy cream for all. That would be, if I was running for president, that would be it. Women, pussy tightening cream. Anyways, I know, I'm, I'm a horrible person. How could I be saying all this stuff on Mother's Day? I don't know, because, listen, I'm just not that type of mom. I'm not one of those sentimental moms that, you know, are always like, oh, well, my daughter will never know how much she changed my life. I see people say that all the time, and I'm just like, she'll know how much she changed her life when uh, she pushes one out of her twat and has a four-inch episiotomy. Let's just cut the sentimental bullshit, okay? I mean, kids have never changed anyone's life for the better. I mean, at best, it just, you know, keeps you going to work every day so the kids don't eat you because they're starving. That's all it is. And I don't know, people always, being a comic, people are always like, you know, you should talk about being a mom and a single mom and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I've tried, I've thought about it, I've really I've meditated on it. And honestly, there's nothing funny about it. There's not, not at all. First off, it's a two-person job. So that just takes all the fun out of it if it's a two-person job and now you're one. And I mean, what's it like? I don't, I mean, it's like taking acid. It really is. It is a commitment. That's what acid is. You're committed for the next 18 to 24 hours. And, you know, the first half is great. Oh, you're just flooded with all these emotions and these sensations that you've never felt and all these beautiful things to look at. And it, it makes you see and think about things in a way that you've never thought before. And then halfway through it, it's like, holy shit, when is this going to end? I mean, this was a mistake. There is a reptile in the corner. It's a person and it's going to eat my face. And th that's what being a single mom's like. I mean, my child is a reptile and I, I'm, it's, it's not fun. I mean, the, once they reach like puberty, I, they're not, it's the worst. I, I look at her and I just think, I can't believe I fucked that guy. I mean, that's it. That uh, That is the gist of being a single mom. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of give and take, you know? And like, for instance, okay. So last year, my daughter is going to be in seventh grade next year. And last year she played volleyball. Loved it. She did amazing. I couldn't believe what, what a great server she was. Uh, she loved it. Was really good at it. So going into seventh grade, if she's going to play volleyball next year for the school, she has to take, she has to go to volleyball camp. Well, all of a sudden now she doesn't want to go to volleyball camp. And I tried to explain to her, if you want to play next year, you have to go to camp. And she, they're stupid. They don't get it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to volleyball camp. End of story. She's like, well, you can't force me. And I'm like, no, you know what? You're right. I can't force you. But if you don't go, I'm taking away your damn phone and your iPad. I mean, I will take it to your dad's and drop it off. It won't even be in the house. And she goes... If you do that, I'll just kill myself. 
I'm like, go ahead. I don't care. I have a half a million dollar life insurance policy out on your ass. I will be fine. I mean, that what it's listen. I am not worried about her killing herself. I'm worried about her killing me in the middle of the night. I lock my door. I do. She has one of those oppositional defiant disorder. I diagnosed her myself. I looked it up on the DSM-5 and she has all the symptoms. She has a problem with authority and it is all directed towards me. And I know people are like, oh, you can't force your kids to do anything. Shut up. Yes, you can. I think you should be allowed to pepper spray your kids. What are you supposed to do? I mean, there's some things you have to make them do. There's no, and I don't have the, I don't have a male in the house or another person. It is good cop, bad cop. And I, I don't know what I, I mean, she, all the hate in the world is directed towards me. That's what it's like being a single mom. And it's so different now. I, I mean, okay. And, and it's not that I, I'm not some controlling person. I'm going to let her dye her hair pink this summer which I don't want her to do. I, I, I don't like looking at little kids running around with pink, purple hair. I think it looks stupid and they're too young, but I'm going to do it because if not, she's just going to grow up and be one of those furry freaks that like to fuck unicorns when she grows up. I mean, I mean, come on. If you seriously, let's be honest. If your kids grow up and stick a butt plug up their ass with a horse tail attached to it and make people call them Seabiscuit, you fucked up. And that, that's it. That is my, I have to get her into adulthood without people looking at me and thinking, holy shit, your parents fucked up. Because there is no parents involved. It's always on the mother. End of story. You always know who the mother is. Anyways, but no, it is different now because I mean, if she doesn't want to go to camp, what am I supposed to let her do? Just sit at home all day and look at TikTok? No, that's where all the pedophiles are. They are. It is actually, and I'm not one of those Q freaks, but honestly, the online predators are actually a bigger problem than most people think. I mean, it's filled with a bunch of Jack Dawson wannabes from the Titanic trying to get little girls to send them nude photos of them. And you just, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. And I'm constantly telling her, like, you know, you never, ever, ever send nude photos of yourself to anyone boyfriend, friend, nothing, girlfriend, I don't give a fuck what you are, don't do it. Because I don't care what they tell you. I mean, they're just going to take those pictures and show their friends. And I know this because whenever I get a dick pic, I show the gay guy that does my hair. Anyways, I don't know. I mean, it's so different now. And I know every generation has said this, right? Like raising kids now is so much harder than it was for our parents and their parents and so on. And I think it will always be true, honestly. But now, more than ever, I think it is just the worst time in history to have children. I do. I'm sorry. It the It's just TikTok, the internet. You really, other than spying on them constantly, I mean, it's just, it's so different. And... I mean, and I know as she gets older, I'm going to have to worry about the drugs and the alcohol. And I'm not too concerned about it because all kids experiment with that kind of stuff. But it was diff Honestly, it was different when we were a kid. I mean, when I was growing up, we would drink Boone Farms at a slumber party. That was a way that we experimented with alcohol. I mean, these kids today, they're not drinking Boone Farms. They're not getting a buzz off of a wine cooler. These kids have been raised on lab-made pharmaceuticals their whole lives. I mean, this generation is brought to you by Pfizer. 
every series everything is medicalized now i mean things about when we were growing up like there were troubled kids or what you got in trouble you got detention i mean there were always those kids that were always in trouble and i know this because i was one of them i spent the majority of junior high in the fucking hallway okay and now just being a class clown or being you know willful or headstrong i don't know stubborn whatever hard-headed whatever they call used to call kids they don't do that anymore now it's you know some defiance disorder or what about the you know the perverted boys that would draw penises on everything you know now they're labeled as toxic masculinity and it's some sexual deviancy and it's just like here take a pill that i mean we're not raising kids anymore we're raising robots robots that don't have to think they have no opinion they just show up at work and do the job i mean they don't they don't want people to be independent or have you know, free thought or think things through. No, that is bad for business. They don't, some corporation, they don't want a Gilbert Godfrey or a Bob Saget in the office. No, I mean, they might make a dick joke to a secretary on her period and now you have a sexual assault lawsuit on your hands. It's bad for business. I mean, Bill Murray, they canceled Bill Murray. Seriously, I was reading about this the other day. Actually, it was yesterday. But he was filming a movie called Mortal, and I don't know, it's based off of a novel about end-of-life care and, you know, what, what matters in the end. Sounds like an awesome movie. It was being directed, I think, by Seth Rogen. Anyways, but somewhere along the lines, one of the females on the set filed a complaint with HR for inappropriate behavior on set. So they shut the whole entire production down. Uh, and the thing is, this is what really pisses me off more than anything right now is you see all these these people getting canceled or whatnot and they shut production down, but they never say what the inappropriate behavior was. And I watched an interview on, I think it was MSNBC. I don't know. They were, it was some market thing anyways. And but for some odd reason, they had Bill Murray on there and they asked him about this allegation and he explained it as he was just joking around and someone didn't find it funny. I don't know. Seems like bullshit to me. But I'm thinking the whole entire production got shut down. So that's just not Bill Murray. That's all the other actors. It's the makeup artists. It's the sound people. It's the lighting people. It's the people that design the sets. And I'm sure the whoever caters the food. I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, I think Hollywood actually employs a lot of people. I mean, I've been to LA and I mean, that's it's either you work in Hollywood or you're homeless from what I've noticed. But I mean, who are these people? I mean, what coastal elite people who've never had to, to think about work or, you know, holy shit, I can't shut this whole entire production down because people won't be able to feed their kids. I mean, come on. Like, so Bill Murray's canceled and Johnny Depp is uncanceled. I don't, listen, I would let both of them come all over my face. I don't care. Just somebody, please put a spotlight on me. I don't, I don't, I mean, so, sorry, you ladies can't handle a joke, but hey, some of us have kids to feed. Some of us actually have talents and, you know, we're stuck in real Hicksville, actually. I mean, Hicksville. I, I, I know some people want to go party to trailer park, but, you know, when you actually live in Hicksville, it's not as fun. But anyways, yes, please, somebody shine a spotlight on me. But just give me three or four days notice because I don't have any clothes. I would have to go shopping. I mean, you want to know what a single mom is like? This is it. I have no clothes. 
I this is like my Burning Man stuff that I wore. I don't know, six seven years ago. It's been who knows how long ago it was. It's I forgot. Anyways, I've done a lot of drugs since then. All right, but no, I it's just you know yeah I could go shopping or I'm sure I could put time into decorating my room, but you know any thing that requires me putting time into myself is just taken away from cooking and cleaning and taking care of my kid and working and sleeping and writing and figuring out how to do Adobe and all that crap that I have no clue about. But anyways, that's what it's like to be a single mom. You are at the bottom always. Just wake up every morning and look in the mirror and just be like, go fuck yourself, Sandra. You are at the bottom. You're a birthing person. That's exactly what a single mother is. Just a birthing person. Anyways, I don't know. What's a, a good weekend for me? A fun weekend for me is popping an Adderall and cleaning my house. That's as good as it gets. And then, I don't know, I'll probably smoke some pot, burn dinner, blare my music. Well, I do that as I'm cleaning. And my kid gets mad and tells me to put headphones on. But it's like, huh, I can't afford AirPods. Why don't, I put you, why don't you put your Air, AirPods in? That's what I do. And then I, I do. I get high and I burn dinner. That's And I go to bed and I wake up and I do it all again next week. But sometimes if you smoke pot, it makes it hard to go to sleep. So then I, I daydream. And, you know, so I was thinking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I want to make a movie with Johnny Depp. That's what I'm going to do. Seriously. I was thinking, Johnny, you can be the deadbeat washed up father who around age five just when our when our kid was like five you just left because you wanted to go be a rock star and you know but you weren't a rock star you're just a washed up have been some cover band you know playing at dive bars whatever and you know I'm just a stupid slut and met you at a dive bar so I should have known better but anyways you have to come back because I am dying and someone needs to raise our adolescent child but she's a problem child and she, you know, so you have all these scenes. And of course, I'm going to put my kid in the movie because you know what? These coastal elites, they put their ugly kids in, on TV all the time. So why can't I put mine on TV? So anyways, she's going to be a problem child. So you're going to have scenes, you know, talking to teachers and principals. And I figured we could make her gay because Hollywood loves that stuff. And you're going to be a, a rock star so you can teach her to play American woman on the, you know, guitar because she's having girl problems. And, you know, it, it could just be like you getting in touch with your daughter and me dying. And I actually came up with the idea because my child, you know how you have ringtones and they have pictures on your phone? My kid, when, when I call, the picture is a casket. And I should get mad about that, but it was so funny and I'm so shocked that she was clever to think about that, that I just, I let it slide. I don't care. But anyway, so I'm dying. Our kid's a problem child. You have to come back. You're just a washed up, burnout, no name, dive bar rock star. And, and, and then I figured we could go to Hicksville because I was reading on People Magazine about how you talk to your daughter about getting high and how you didn't want her to get high with strangers. And I have said the same thing. It terrifies me that and I know my daughter is going to get high. I know she's going to take Molly. I know she's going to do all this stuff. And it, and I, I know how horrible some of these, the, the products can actually be. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to do really good drugs. And it makes all the difference. And 
uh, it scares me that she would do that with people she really didn't know and get stuff that's not very good and do it with people that she doesn't know at a time where she's not experienced with it and I don't want her to get hurt. So why can't I, as a parent, you know, when they're ready at a certain age, like I, I would rather get my kid high than have some stranger do it. That way she at least knows what it's like and how strong it can actually be. So maybe she'll think twice before, you know, she looks around and is like, you know what, I don't want to get high with these people because I really don't know them and we're not in the best environment. And, you know, I, I'll just pass. Anyways, but I read an article because Amber Heard was running, yapping her mouth in the stand about how you, I don't know if you actually gave your daughter ween or whatever, but then I, I read an article in People Magazine, which was like years ago, about you talking about how, you know, your concerns about your, your daughter because, you know, you, you have a daughter. Anyway, so I was thinking, since I'm dying, we could take our daughter to Hicksville with close friends and family and we'll give her Molly. Because that's what that's what it's. I mean, they use it in actual clinical studies and clinical. I don't know therapy when a family member is dying, especially when it's like a parent or a father, and it, they're at an age where people usually don't die. They'll do Molly therapy. So I was thinking it could kind of be like, what's that movie? Lost in Translation. So very visual. Like I want it to be very like visually strong. You can't look away. But. I feel, and I know for a fact, I could write some great scenes with amazing dialogue. So if you happen to see this podcast, which you won't, because it doesn't, no one, no one watches this shit. But if you do, I, I know for a fact I could bang out a script in three months and I, I would be willing to do it. I'll do it for free. I just, I cannot give up three months of my life and throw everything I have into a, a script without the guarantee that somebody who is in a position to make something like that happen, read over it. Because I know these people get thousands of scripts probably a month. But anyways, that, that, was, my, that was my Johnny Depp movie thing. Anyways, I don't know. But I, since I have been talking about <laughs> murdering babies and uh, dying and death and drugs, I'm going to leave you folks at home with a happy story since it's Mother's Day. When I was pregnant, and you know, anyone out there who, who's had kids, you know, usually around 20 weeks is when you can find out the sex of the baby. And 20 weeks, that was when I found out I was having a girl. And it was also the time I found out my now ex was cheating on me. And, and it sucked because at 20 weeks, it's just, you're such stuck with buyer's remorse. I mean, you're in it for the long haul. I mean, what do you, I mean, and, and listen, I'm lucky I can't complain because I procreated well. My ex is rich, so, which is nice because if not, if I would have been some poor guy from the trailer park, I probably just would have went to Chicago and got it sucked out. But I didn't have to do that because I procreated well. Anyways, so the night after I found out I was having a girl, my ex was out cheating on me. I suppose he said he wasn't, but come on, he was. And I was sitting on the couch looking at my beautiful big screen TV that I no longer have. And I was watching Real Time with Bill Maher because I well, you still am. I'm a, I'm a big Bill Maher fan, actually. Anyways, and I was watching it and I hadn't I hadn't felt her move yet. Like nothing. I was starting to get, like when we went in to find out the sex of the baby, like I was concerned that they were going to tell me that she was dead or something. She never moved. So I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking, why is this kid not moving? But I'm watching Bill Maher 
And obviously he said something. I don't know. And I laughed. And as soon as I got done laughing, the strongest kick like ever, it was like straight, like right where my belly button is. And it was so strong and so distinct. It wasn't like, you know, they, they stay on like what to expect when you're expecting when you first feel a move, it's like a, a bubble. No, it was a kick. So I texted her dad, true story. And I was like, she's going to be a liberal. And is she ever, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. So Bill Maher, liberals, you're groomers. You groomed my child in the womb. Anyways, that's all I have for Comedy is Dead because I have to go clean my house. And if you've been listening, I, the past few episodes, I, I have a lot of stuff that I have to condense down and turn into more stand-up stuff. And I got to tag it up and do all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm doing this weekend. So like, follow, subscribe. And that was Comedy's Dead. And if anyone knows Johnny Depp, please, I would love, I know for a fact I could write a screenplay. All I need to do is print off a screenplay of a movie that I've seen. That way I can I can look at the writing and then I can watch the movie and I can see how, you know, how, how long each set takes, you know, because it, it all varies because of the dialogue and it's not always just straight dialogue. Sometimes there's pauses and there's other things going on. Anyways, so... But I know for a fact I could do it, and that's what I want to do. A movie with Johnny Depp where he has to come back and take care of his kid because the mother is dying, I think would be a brilliant movie. Anyways, like, follow, and subscribe.